one. Hello and good afternoon. I'm Devo and welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. Sitting to my right in this brand new studio. It's our second time recording mm-hmm. here is the Scallywag and Princess. Oh, I thought you were going to do a full introduction of me. Do I have to do my own? Oh my gosh. Lisa Staff. <laughs> so that was so hard. <laughs> So we have a fantastic podcast planned for you today. It's centered uh-huh. around everyone who exists on the planet, basically all seven and a half billion people. And yeah. it's about social media. Yeah. And we wanted to talk a little bit about our love hate relationship yeah. with social media. And we shouldn't say this, but we're just like you. And even though we manage social media channels professionally, personally, yeah. and for other businesses, we have a unique take on it and yeah. we would like to present that to you and we're going to force this down your throat. So listen. Yeah. And I think as well, we'll talk a little bit about what we do, but we do social media as do most people for personal business and all the things. And I think with, with each of us having our separate photography businesses and then being co-founders of Sprout, um, where we do brand strategies, social media, all the things for small companies, entrepreneurs, all of that. We are always... Was that your plug? No, no, no. I'm just saying we are always doing some component of social media, whether it's our photography, which is content creation for ourselves, for clients, just 24-7. Our lives become social media, don't they? Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny because in the last, especially last five to eight years, probably five years especially, there has been a dramatic shift from even traditional marketing, mm-hmm. radio, television, which is sort of slowly dying off. Well, not dying off, it's evolving into a different nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have basically virtual TV access 24-7, multiple channels that you can access from your phone, you can access from your smart box, your computer. Everybody has Fire Sticks and Roku's and all those things. So the whole idea around where content is shared and where it's distributed and how people get their news and information has dramatically changed. And social media has played a very large part in that shift. And the expectations behind social media, whether for us personally, for us with our businesses, for us with our clients, and what our kids are doing now, and their expectations of where they fit into this whole system of, oh, I've got to keep up with the Smiths. Grass is greener on the other side, so I've got, these are the expectations that I have to live to. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit more Mm -hmm. about all of that. We have some specific points we'd like to share, share today. Um, and, and if there's anything else, I'd like to just sort of jump into some my thoughts that I have around my head. Or did you yeah, want to talk? I want to ask you a question. So, do you ever need to step away from social media? Do you find sometimes like it's is it a love hate relationship for you? It is truly a love hate relationship, and I step away from it on a regular basis. It, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 akin to, and I don't have any kids who do this, but I knew many people who, especially growing up, and in my days, uh, I didn't play video games. If there's one thing that my parents did right, and they did, my mom did several, my dad did none. It was that. <laughs> this is a, a component through everything we talk about. Little... Yeah, there's one thing that my parents did right. Living on. Was, yeah, was that we were never allowed to play video games, but I had friends who did play video games. And when I was in college, I always remember, I had a friend named Alfie and Alfie, I know you're not listening to this, but if you ever do love you, but, but there's always a, but the dude literally played video games 24 
seven. He never went to classes, of course, nor did I, but he was a mad genius. So he was able to get away with it. But the dude was in front of a video game 24 seven and it sort of took over his personality. And so social media can become that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I, I guess I, um, I, do you have any more questions? Any more questions for me? <coughs> Excuse me. Cut that out. Yeah, Dallas, can you take care of that as well? These these things that are cropping in right here. <laughs> Dallas is going to fix that. So I thought you took care of that already. Nope. <laughs> All right. So this is where Dallas will pick back up on the edit. Okay. So. <clears throat> I had like one of those little turtles crawl into my throat. All right. So love-hate relationship with social media. Where, where, where do I want? Where was I going with that? Okay. So for me, social media is not real. I, I don't think it is real in the sense of it's a, it's a holographic projection of people putting their thoughts, their ideas, their, their ideals of what they want to become a lot of times in a disingenuous and inauthentic way. Do you feel like that? Is that a struggle for you every day? You're posting something and you're like, I'm not even doing this right now. <laughs> I'm actually like waist deep in some other BS that's going on. But here I'm posting this thing that's like, look at me. Yeah, I don't know that I feel that way personally, because I'm pretty transparent on my mm -hmm. social media. Um, I hear what you're saying from a standpoint of it's a I do a lot of timeless posts. So, you know, I actually if I'm not actually in Mexico right now, if you didn't know, but I'm not actually in Greece, <laughs> but I might've posted a, a photo that I took in Mexico, you yeah. know, several months ago, yeah. but from a, from a perspective of transparency and authenticity, uh, I feel like I'm pretty genuine in what I do. Um, as are you. Can I just interrupt you one more time mm -hmm. when you were saying it's like a holographic, it's not real existence. Is this going to go down a shift of, of, are we really are we really here right now? What, what? No, I'll uh, keep it. Is, up. Okay. I'll keep it. <laughs> is it going to get really deep? No, I'll keep it. Um, I'll keep it two dimensional. I like that. I'll keep it binary. Okay. Got it. So where I'm going with that is that social media for me, it's a facade. It's a holographic projection of things that we, and I say, we, the universe, the ethos either want to be, wish we could be, or aspire to be because we see it from someone else. And so we have this holographic projection that's transposed upon this little tiny six inch screen that we look at. And, and we're gonna talk about this in a second, the dangers of, of the imagery and the videos and the content that we see on a regular basis, a lot of it isn't real. It's just mm -hmm. people projecting their ideals onto that space and, and sort of like, look at me, this is what I did. And I'm not saying that for everybody, but where I'm going with that is that my love-hate relationship is, and we're going to talk about that projection, that holograph, but the other side of it is my love for it is that if we do use it with efficacy, we are authentic. If we are conscientious about what we post and who we share our content with and who we follow and who we don't follow, you have an opportunity to do some really great things on social media. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And let me just add a little bit before you go on. You need to get your head around the fact that this is the biggest sales platform, mm -hmm. one of the biggest sales platform. So whether you're doing it personally or for your business, you're selling on it. Here's my perfect family. Here's my perfect life. Here's my, you're selling your perfect life in a personal situation usually. And for your business, you're selling your wares. It's all sales. And if you can get that in your mind that it's okay, this is, this is the best advertising campaign campaign ever. 
then it kind of helps with understanding it a little bit. Absolutely. So I'd like to use this podcast, this platform that we have that you're watching on social media. Mm -hmm. If we could talk a little bit about the benefits that we see from it, both from a personal and a professional perspective, and the dangers that we see from it from a personal and, and professional perspective. So we met on social media. Yeah. So was that a danger? Or was it <laughs> definitely a danger? <laughs> Definitely. Let's, let's take a moment to process. <laughs> All right. So personally, personally speaking, I'm just going to talk about a few things that, mm -hmm. that are important to me with social media and why it's been uh, has had a positive impact on me. My in, feed in Speed. that I get to see your feed. Yes. It's fantastic content. I love knowing that you've been living in Greece for the last two and a half years. <laughs> Thank <It's fantastic>. you. <laughs> I love I learned to walk backwards from you. Thank you. And still talk on video simultaneously. So that was a good no, all joking aside. So for me, you, you just touched on it. The, the, the biggest, most important piece for me. And I just think I realized that we are not actually recording we are sorry you cut that out too dallas <laughs> okay so the biggest benefit for me from a from a personal perspective of social media is the connections that i've made through instagram through linkedin through facebook which is the three platforms i primarily dominate on i met you world domination i met you on instagram mm -hmm. almost five years ago and so the connections that i've made but innumerable number of people have come through my virtual holograph, if you will, that I have become friends with, mm -hmm. have become a client with, have connected with on a whole transcendental level, yeah. and that I would never, ever had the opportunity to do before. And if they don't, we just unfollow them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you basically have a, you have a relationship. It's the best passive aggressive thing that you can do. <laughs> the relationship on off button <laughs> it's like a, a light switch isn't it i don't like you anymore <laughs> yeah so, so the connections that i've made through social media they're second to none I, I you know it and most of those connections not most a large majority of those connections for me have translated into business uh, personal friendships and honestly physical connections with people mm -hmm. so i have actually met a lot of the people that i have engaged with on social media when you meet them are you surprised that they look the same or that they don't look the same like whoa yeah <laughs> it's, it's look at you in real life but it is pretty cool and we'll talk about this from a business perspective in a minute but how many times have you been out and about somewhere and somebody recognized you from a post that you had done and you met them for the first time in the physical world. And that's a pretty cool thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's as close to celebrity and stardom as I'll ever get. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, celebrities see that all the, they're on TV all day long. And whenever they're out in the back, like, Oh my God, there's Russell Crowe or who a Brad Pitt or whatever. Right. Yeah. So when somebody sees me, it's sort of like, I guess it's a small ego boost, but you know, I've been approached at coffee shops. I've been approached. I've literally yeah. been at traffic signs and somebody would honk the horn and I'd be like, and they airports saw, yeah airports and they're like hey i thought you were in greece <laughs> nope <laughs> buffalo <laughs> so where, so where i'm going so where i'm going with that is that social media has enabled us all of us to make these new connections and and opportunities and people from all over the world that we would have never had the opportunity to connect mm -hmm. with before and and my second most valuable reason for why i love social media for me on a personal level is that i like to write and I like to journal and I've, I use my platform aside from business. I use my platform as sort of my cathartic journal so that I can get the thoughts that ruminate inside my head out onto a, a physical space, if you will. Do you think that's safe? No, it's not safe, <laughs> but, I, but I know that I'm doing some good things with it because on the daily I get feedback from people 
not in the form of affirmations, but physical messages from people about something that I had written and not always agreeable, <laughs> not always agreeable. Well, that's interesting then though, isn't it? Not always agreeable, but nonetheless, I, social media gives me an opportunity to expose my personal brand and view and perspective of the world to an audience I would have never met. I have friends in Russia, Italy, all over the planet. We have connections that we that I regularly, when I say regularly, you know, on, on a, in a capacity where it's more than once, communicate with all mm -hmm. over the world. Mm -hmm. So that's so that you can basically still live in your mother's basement and not have to go out in, in public. You just like well, we're going to get to that last. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a second. So I, I see where you're going. So, uh, so I've just cited a few for me, from your perspective, where do, where do you see personally some benefits that you have gained from social media? Um, I, I think I totally agree with what you've said. I think you there's, you should. Always. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, personally, it, it has been an outlet and it has been an outlet for growth and mm -hmm. just getting out there and expressing myself in certain ways that I probably would not have had the confidence or the boldness to do before and kind no, of like finding a, a different part of your personality and enjoying that as well. Business, marrying it with my business and having it be social proof of what I do. So it's, it's We're not a, going in business yet. Okay. Personal, personal, just personal and, and connecting with people. Honestly, it's been really good for connecting with people again, personal or business, keeping up to date with your friends and, um, creating conversations with people. Mm -hmm. So from a, from a standpoint of just connecting with individuals, it, it's sort of interesting how, how the paradigm of how we meet people has shifted because of social media. Can I interrupt you one more time? You're I'm going to do, do it anyway. I think as well, especially for us, because we're photographers, didn't know if you knew that, but hey, um, it feeds our love for creating a moment and stopping. So there's certain things that I think now I slow down and appreciate more because we're like, Hey, let's create content. But honestly, like we stop and we, we document something. And that I think, you know, I was this morning showing you things, scrolling back and going, Oh, look at this. And I don't know if we would have captured those images or taken that time or slowed down if we didn't kind of like, oh, we'll use this for social media. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, a, and it's, it's an interesting conversation because the content that other people are putting out also serves as catalysts for inspiration and knowledge for me. Mm -hmm. I learn a lot and, and I'm very, very particular about the type of people that I follow on social media. So you're like skincare, the outfit of the day, <laughs> all of that inspires you absolutely. or, you know, there's something for everyone. Absolutely. So the joker over here jests, but for me, I'm very, very particular about who I follow on social media because I don't want to bombard my brain mm -hmm. with content that doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah. And it's not dissimilar to how I engage in my physical relationships with people. If you're not adding value to my life and you're, 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 you're acrimonious or you have just things that just don't work in my space, I've done a really good job in the in the latter part of my life, the last few years, of really just sort of stepping out of out of that space with you. And so, social media is very similar to me. Like the things that I read and the things that I populate my mind with, and the things that I get inspiration from. I, I only want to I only want to follow content that that enables me to grow and learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so social media has given me the opportunity to, we talked about how I'm exposing my personal brand to the world, but it's allowed me to see 
thousands and thousands of other people mm -hmm. that I would have never had yeah. the opportunity to learn yeah. from or meet or connect or get knowledge from. And so that back and forth transference of information, mm -hmm. it you could probably get overload from it, which we're going to talk that's about. Being very, you're being very intentional. Very so intentional. knowing what feeds you positively or negatively. And can I just say as well, a shout out to you, because you're going in and being very intentional about it and following people that you feel uplift your vibe and where you're at, you've been able to connect with those people in a way that's brought them on our podcast, or you've had mm -hmm. conversations. So you've elevated that you've taken something that's that you enjoy and that feeds you and taken it to the next level mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kid you not. And I think a lot of people laugh at me when I say this, especially some of my friends who are not very prominent on social media, and I'm not an influence by any way, mm -hmm. shape or form, but I have a decent bandwidth on Instagram specifically. But there's not a week that doesn't go by that I don't get a private DM from someone who, who either responded to something that I had posted, shared something with me that they knew would be of value to me, mm -hmm. or, or, or sent me a message of gratitude on something that, I, that had inspired them. And, and I, I don't say that to be vain or narcissistic, but I would. <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool to know that people in, in Russia or someone in Italy or someone in New Zealand or somebody halfway across the globe in California is looking at my post and got some sort of value gain from that mm -hmm. that changed their life for the day. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that, oh, look at me, I'm this demigod that's changing people's lives. I'm just saying that if, I, if you use your social channels consciously, and with some sense of efficacy and a sort of a moral aptitude around it, you have the opportunity to connect and change people's lives and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that for me is probably the biggest personal benefit. And we're going to talk about business next. Okay. So if you had to sort of encapsulate it, would you, would you change that? Or is there something specific you would add to that? No, I, I totally agree. And I think a lot of what we do, because we only have, say, we're talking about Instagram, we only have one feed mm -hmm. for Instagram, we don't have a personal one and a business one. So we kind of marry the two together. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of found our voice in that. And I think that's important, too. And since you said the word Mary, I, you know, we've talked about it before, I met Lisa on Instagram, uh, almost five years ago. And, and that we're in business together. We're, mm -hmm. We are romantic partners. Um, mm -hmm. One of these days, you're going to marry me, mm -hmm. I think. I, yeah, I don't know when or where. But your Instagram has to get to a certain level, and then we'll think about it. <laughs> you got to show up, <laughs> pull up. So for me, so because for me, we want to create content around that yeah, wedding. Uh, <laughs> you're only invited if you're beautiful. You have a large social following. Yes, and you can share my content for you. That's right. All right, let's talk about from a from, from bleh, let's talk about from a professional standpoint. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, it's a common known fact that to the people that are in our circle that we generate a very large number of, of leads and business from our social media. It's how we got into Sprout in the mm -hmm. first place. We were making so many connections in our feed. Well, it's not, not it's not a massive Instagram feed. We and it doesn't have to be to work for you. Correct, but I, it, there's an argument to be made that on my fusion side of things, at least fifty percent of my incoming business is generated from Instagram. Same. On a weekly basis, Same. I close business straight from my Instagram. Yeah. So for me, just like the personal side of things, Instagram, social media in of itself from a business professional perspective, and I want to talk about this for a minute, if you may, it that has allowed that us- That means don't interrupt. It is a, no, no, us <laughs> together. It has allowed us to establish some fantastic connections 
stay in touch with our existing customers and create new customers through that compound effect of who you know and whose content you see and whose content gets shared, et cetera. And it's benefited us in a plethora of ways. Mm -hmm. I've had two of that in the last few days, actually, following up and saying, I was in a wedding of so-and-so's. I've been following you. I'm getting married now. You shot my wedding X amount of years ago. So-and-so, you know, re great. recommended. It happens all the time. All the time. All the time. Literally all every single mm -hmm. week. And, and I want to stop there for a second because I think a lot of people, especially some of my friends, and I was having this conversation the night at my um, my men's networking group. that, that and one Man of the, meet? Man meet. And one of the gentlemen that was there you know, he's like, I hate social media, you know, then COVID came and I just didn't want to get on it. And I didn't want to post. And I, inter I interrupted him. And I was like, none of what you're saying makes any sense because you have a business that was virtually shut down, that was generating nothing. You had an opportunity to reverse that paradigm and start talking about your business and potentially set up a different revenue stream that you mm -hmm. had never offered. You had never considered or had the opportunity to do before. And so he's like, do explain like what do you mean so i so i went into i'm like dude you just sat there for 15 minutes talking about how your business was basically non-existent during covid for the last year and a half and you did nothing about that you just sort of just sat in that space mm -hmm. you could have used that opportunity to jump into social media and start using it to connect in a networking capacity yes. with a plethora of different people and then yes. and then when you do get on the flip side of all of this nonsense now you have two different communication and networking channels mm -hmm. your physical world which you claim is your only way that you can function and now you have your virtual world and so the two are they're an obvious they're an obvious marriage mm -hmm. the next piece for me sorry uh -uh. the next piece for me would be and we just sort of touched on it but the the whole idea of lead generation because from a business perspective and I'm going to stop there after this one, but from a business perspective, we use our digital channels, our social, our websites, our email, everything we do, we sort of use in a symbiosis. They mm -hmm. all, they all work together. Mm -hmm. And when they are working together effectively, it generates new leads for us on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So I want to stop there and ask you a question because I know you this is near and dear to your heart. A lot of people that you meet, especially from a business perspective, they they question the value of social media, especially early on, mm -hmm. because they're not making money from it right yeah. away. Yeah. So what would you say to that? It's the long game. We tell all our clients that. And, and there's no way to really, really measure your ROI on it, isn't it? And a lot of people have that business sense that they've got to see, okay, I've put this much work into it. I want to see this much money come in. I need to see the revenue. It's hard to see the revenue because it's working hand in hand with everything else that you do. It's your social proof. It's another way of reaching people. It's another way of connecting with people. And you just, you're not, unless you're a company that only sells on it, like merchandise, here's my fashion, here's, you know, and you're going to sell that way. You're not going to see that, that revenue ka-ching each time you post. Well, it is hard to see if, you're only looking at it in a linear capacity. Yeah. So it's not a one-to-one -one relationship. It's not, hey, I'm posting on social media now, so that should result in sales. Mm -hmm. You have to look at it from a multi-linear, multi sorry, multi-dimensional capacity because think of it this way. If you can change the, your paradigm around what you're posting and how you're posting and being very purposeful around that as it centers from your business, what happens is you just mentioned it, social proof, but more than anything else, as your social network grows, 
more people see your content. Mm -hmm. And the analogy I always use is that if you're a rock star and you're performing, just sort of getting launched, you're just launching your career, right? Mm -hmm. You're performing in your garage and you have the neighborhood come by. So you have like five or six. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard me sing? <laughs> yeah. So you have like five or six people sitting in your driveway, listening to you rock out. Okay. So you're good. Let's just pretend you're really good. Yeah, let's pretend. So your next gig is you get a small bar. You get to go to mm -hmm. a dive bar. And those five or six people are now 40 to 50 people. So now you're performing to 40 to 50 people. And you continue to grow your career. And then you get invited to be, maybe you get to be a, a secondary act for a, for a bigger act. And so you get invited to go on tour with somebody. And so now you're performing instead of 40 to 50 people, you're getting to borrow other people's audience and you're performing for 400 to 500 people. So the point I'm trying to make here is the larger you can grow your network, the more you can engage with people that you have never before engaged, the more you can expose your personal music to mm -hmm. more people, what happens is you don't necessarily just make money from it. Don't think of it from a standpoint of, hey, I had 500 people on, on my following me, so I should have $500. You should look at it from a perspective of I had 500 people listening to me, and those 500 people also have an audience, and those audience also mm -hmm. have an audience, and those audiences have an audience who it's have like an audience. Set of Russian dolls. Exactly. And so what happens is the more your content is seen, the more people see your content. And what happens is it has this compound effect and it multiplies. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, would you rather me give you a million dollars or would you rather give me a penny? Or would you rather I give you a penny today that doubles every single day for the rest of your mm -hmm. life? Which would you rather have? The penny. The penny. Because the penny for the rest of your life, assuming you live for at least another 50 years, that's going to end up into be like $50 million. Mm -hmm. So that's how social media works. And I think if people can wrap, especially businesses can mm -hmm. wrap their head around that, then the whole paradigm shifts for them. And now they're doing what you just said, which was social proof. Because where do people first go when they look at your business? Mm. what's the first thing they do they're going to look at any social media that you send to them whether it's your website or anything else and i want to i want to take what you said and and put my own spin on it because i've been in this business as far as photography for a while and people used to come and they'd look at your website mm -hmm. and then you would try to lure them into your studio to talk to them one-on-one -on -one, <laughs> right. right and that's where you close the sale well we're not doing that anymore thank goodness but i know and I'm not being narcissistic about this. I know that when I send out, say they, they reach out to me because of a referral or something else and they're reaching out to me and I send them some information and I send them my social proof, I send them my Instagram. They're gonna look at that Instagram and they're gonna see all of a sudden, scroll, scroll, scroll. Look at all of the different things she's doing. And here's, oh, look, she's speaking in this, she's doing this, I'm getting a feel for her. Hands down, hands down, I'm going to get that job over someone that's put five posts out in the last year and doesn't know what to post and doesn't know how to tell their story or show, show who they are and what value they can add. Hands down, I'm going to get that job. I 100% agree with you. And, and so it provides that social, social proof that not only are you relevant, not only are you active, not only are you engaged mm -hmm. with your community and the people, not only do other people like your content, but you have what you just touched on that diversity of stuff. So, so, you know, they, and it vets them. I was just going to say that them because they might not be a fit for you. They might see you and they're like, well, she's, she's, she's not my kind of people. Mm -hmm. Not going to waste time now. 
So this message goes out to someone. I said before the outset of the show that when I finished recording this with you, we were going to share it with somebody. So here's the takeaway from everything we've just said, and we're not done, but here's the takeaway. Social media is not about a one-to-one relationship in terms of revenue. It's about showing up, providing value, being consistent, being authentic, being purposeful about what you do so that other people who might be interested in your product or your services can look at that and become interested and you can engender trust with them Mm -hmm. because it doesn't happen right away. How many times have you had people that follow your content for years that finally reached out to you and said, Hey, I've been following you for a couple of hallelujah. What took you so long? But but how many times (laughs) does that happen? Yeah. All the time. All the time. All the time. No one's actually looking at it. No one's seeing you're not getting those comments. People are seeing it. So, so again, I just want to reiterate this. You can make money from your social media. There are many, many ways to make money. Don't don't think that you can't. That's not what we're Mm -hmm. saying. We're saying that your purpose for being on social media should not be about to sell your service and think of it in a one-to-one relationship of making money. We're saying that the purpose of being on social media is so that you can show up, Mm -hmm. provide value to other people, inspire other people, engender their trust. And what happens when you do that is you start to grow your customers, you start to grow your social feed, you start to grow your social influence, you start to engender Mm -hmm. trust in the people who are following you. And the next time they're going to think about photographer or next time they're going to think about whatever it is that your services that you're selling, Mm -hmm. the first person they're going to think about is the person they follow on social media. they've already established a relationship even though it's a virtual relationship absolutely and i feel like right now and this is going to be a a a plug we're talking a lot right now about what we talk about in our social media course but we deep dive into it and a lot of it is Mm. is exactly this why you do social media how it's improved our businesses because it's changed our mindset of where we're actually connecting with clients, where we need to shift and change and do those things that bring our business up to the next level. Mm, I love that. All right, we're going to talk about the dangers next because there are some dangers. There are some inherent risks being on social media. But before we do that, there's one little known thing that I would like to also share with you. And I don't think a lot of people know this if you're not familiar with the sort of marketing space and how the digital algorithms work and search engine optimization and all those sorts of things. Your social media and your website should work hand in hand. There should be triggers and connections and intersections between your your digital platforms. And the more you show up in a social capacity on your social media, the more Google and Bing and Yahoo, and there's hundreds of other search Mm -hmm. uh, search engine paradigms that you should consider, the more you show up on a social level, the more that affects your ranking and your social status and how you show up in search engine results when someone's looking for a photographer or a marketing coach mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Because, because the search engine algorithms work like this, especially if you're sharing content from your website, those AI robots, and there's millions of them going around, sort of like the, this. yeah, they're going out and they're looking for content, relevant, consistent and purposeful and valid content that you're sharing. And as soon as they find it, they make a one-to-one connection with what's on your website and what other people are searching for. And they see that and they say, hey, Lisa's staff is relevant. She's posting all the time. She's talking about things that she's doing for work, the same things that you'll find on her website. And what it does is it aggregates that data and says, this person should be seen in search results. Mm -hmm. And that's on a really dumbed down level, but that is another benefit for being on social media. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Do we need some, do we need to cue up the danger music? 
No, but again, with what you're saying, so what we do as far as, as how we utilize this is everything that we have works together. So whether it's our website, whether it's us posting something on Instagram, putting up information to connect with our podcast, with a blog that we've done, we use Instagram to pull people into anything else that we can share with them and pull them to our other platforms. It all works together. It's a symbiosis, isn't it? All right. Cue up the danger music. What's your dangerous music? I got no. I don't know. You got to get some. All right. I want to talk about the dangers of social media. And I'm a father. You're a mother. You've got kids. So, so for me, I talked about the holographic universe, if you will, mm-hmm. of social media for me. I think the the biggest danger for me on social media that we that we all are sort of aware of, but it's kind of like that that stepchild that you don't really talk about that you have. Sorry, I'm joking. But it's sort of a distorted paradigm to the to the existential reality of who we actually are because Mm -hmm. we're we're hit all day long with inauthentic material and people who are talking about all the great things that they have or Mm -hmm. if you're a business saying hey if you click here clickbait if you click here you'll be a millionaire overnight Mm -hmm. all the different i only have to work two hours a week and i'll be a millionaire yeah so it's a distorted paradigm and the dangers of that if you're not aware of Mm -hmm. that is especially for children Mm -hmm. they see this and they're like, oh, I want to be like that. Oh, I want to look like oh, that. I, want I to see have that. that too. I feel the same way sometimes. It depends where your mindset is. Absolutely. So if you're not aware of that, that, that implied fake reality, that mm-hmm. augmented reality that I talked about in the beginning of it, it sort of gets inside your head that, that it is not augmented, that it really is yeah. reality. And I'm not doing that, but they are. So how do I become like them? I know. And, and what happens is we end up sort of chasing a rabbit that you'll never catch. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a danger, especially for young women specifically for young women. So it used to be that people would talk about what a terrible role model the Barbie is. Yeah. (laughs) Now it's become (laughs) to the next level. And honestly, myself too, sometimes I'm looking and and if my mindset's not right, I'm like, you're scrolling. You're like, wow, my life is shit (laughs) because (laughs) I'm not doing this. I was out the other night pulling weeds for an hour. Nobody sees that on my Instagram, right? (laughs) So I haven't showered in two days. Nobody sees that, right? So the danger is, is that if you're not self-aware around the reality of what mm-hmm. social media really is, and you don't have these conversations with your parent, with your children, and you're not monitoring that, or somehow, if you're not somehow policing that, and I don't mean- And to, that's not just for children. We need to be monitored and uh, policed. We need to self-police ourselves. Absolutely. If you're not aware of that, and you're not policing that, and you don't have a realistic expectation of who you are, and you don't have, you don't have a good- established a good baseline for, for mm-hmm. your life, it becomes a canvas of unrealistic expectations that you'll mm-hmm. never be able to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And I'm really cautious of that as a parent because, you know, my kids are on TikTok and they're on Instagram and occasionally they go to Facebook, but the things and the stuff that they're seeing sometimes are, can be damaging to, to who they are. I know. I know. And I'm, I'm going to not name names or anything, but pull out an example of, um, a cookie place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they look up on this feed, new flavors of the week, their their feed is brilliant, because they're showing every week, they have different cookie flavors and going out. And, and, you know, we have someone that loves going out there, we love going out there. But it used to be when we were kids back in the day, you only get, went out to certain things as a special treat. 
now it's become, oh, everybody's doing this. We should go out and spend $30 on cookies. <laughs> Every single night. <laughs> Every single night. <laughs> my daughter knocks on my door at 10 o'clock. She's like, dad, let's go get cookies. And I'm like, since when did that become the standard on Tuesday night at 10 p.m.? So it's changed the standard for, for kids and for us, what our expectations are of, of what we should have in our life, what gives us value, what our happiness is now. A lot of monetary things, and we have to kind of value that. I was, I was telling my kid the other night when she came into me at 10 o'clock asking for cookies, I was like, do you, and we, we talked about this yesterday. I was like, do you realize that the only time in my entire childhood, and this isn't one of those, oh, I walked, I walked up, up the hill both ways. <laughs> this isn't one of those, oh, woe is me. My childhood yes. was perfect. We all had our own inherent yeah. issues when we were children. Right. And it's just a different, it's just mm-hmm. a different time reality. Mm-hmm. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that like you just said, here's a bag of chips, ahoy, <laughs> two bucks. Enjoy. I didn't get that. <laughs> the only time I got to go out for any sort of takeout or a restaurant meal was when my grandparents came to town and they took us to the King's table on a Sunday afternoon right after church. And we'd get a $4, you broke the Sabbath? a $4 all you can eat buffet. And like, that was literally the only time I ever got to eat out. Yeah. So, and the fact that my kids go to and we should give them a shout out because they're brilliant. Crumble, yeah. crumble cookie. Oh if you've not been to Crumble, oh my God. It's also at the same time. It's the love-hate relationship of Crumble. They're so <laughs> fucking good, but you will literally get yeah, you'll get sucked into the back. And end. actually, your daughter was like, Oh, but there's 700 calories. And I'm like, why are you even concerned about that at this time in your life? Because social media places uh, all of those point. things for for these young individuals that it's like don't worry about it yet you're doing gymnastics every other night you are the most fit person that i've ever seen you're but fine. i'm not buying cookies every tuesday <laughs> night yeah. but it will not spend an additional 30 dollars. <laughs> so so the, so the two dangers we talked about so far are this distorted paradigm that it presents to you this inauthentic disingenuous reality and this canvas of unrealistic expectations that you have to live up to because of those that mm-hmm. paradigm the third piece that i think affects us as business owners is that, and we're, we're having this conversation right now because I posted a video on it yesterday, you know, through COVID, I, I have used my platform to support some of my moral beliefs around what's going on. And my business coach said to me that I shouldn't use my platform for that because that could backfire and go against me, especially for potential clients or existing clients. And I don't disagree with that. And so I, I, I have to be very conscientious about what I put out there. And I run that sort of that, I toe that line between, should I just be my genuine, authentic self and say whatever I want? Or is there a way to do it in a more diplomatic fashion that doesn't necessarily cause damage for someone else or causes damage for myself? So the, the, the piece of that that I want to talk about is that if you're not conscientious about what you share with the world, that can backfire. Mm-hmm. And that can backfire and hurt your business. That can hurt your brand. That can hurt your relationships. That can become a, that can become a spark plug, a tinder for a whole bunch of other things. Well, it, and that's a hard decision to make because you you want to be authentic. You want to put out who you are and let people see a little bit of that personal side to you. But there's so many people, even in the last year, that have gotten off of Facebook, gotten off of things because people are using it for a platform to to say certain things and it's broken relationships. People are like, I just don't want to hear anymore. I liked you, but I don't like you anymore because you're just, it becomes very polarizing. Absolutely. So it's kind of like that time when you come out with that beautiful new dress that you just bought and you say, do I look fat? And my response to you is, no, you look beautiful. 
you do look beautiful. But my point I'm trying to make here is that, and you've never said that to me. But just an example of like, my point I'm trying to make is, is that you need to be self-aware of the content that you're sharing. It's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be genuine. Yeah. But there, wanted to come back and bite you in the there ass. is a line that you can cross. And so you have to decide what do you want to use your social platform for? Is it a platform for is it a platform to talk about your personal and moral beliefs in the world, or do you want to use it for business? So just be mm -hmm. self-aware around mm -hmm. that. Agreed? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And when I say you don't want it to come back and bite you in the ass, if you're if you're going for in business or or you're, you're a younger person, you're applying for a job. You don't want someone to scroll through that and be embarrassed by Absolutely. what you find. Absolutely. Well, let's use your daughter as an example who, you know, she just finished her internship in Charlotte and she was applying for, for different internships, you know, throughout the U.S. Mm -hmm. She has one more year of college left. But and we know this because we do the same thing. I can guarantee you that every internship she applied for, they have social media teams yeah. that go out and research every single candidate. And they're going to look at your feed and they're going to want to know what sort of content this person mm -hmm. is putting out. What does Olivia put out on her social media? Is it appropriate? Is, is she it doing keg stands exactly. every weekend? <laughs> exactly. So mm, you not a good fit. <laughs> exactly. Or just anything else, anything yeah. that's inappropriate. Yeah. So you have to think about what is that line that you want to tow? Where do you want to put that line in the sand of what you're able to cross and not able to cross and realize, realize that just because people aren't commenting on your feed, your content is public and anyone and everyone can see it. Mm -hmm. And they often do just because they don't comment doesn't mean they're not looking at it. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So just because you don't have a million followers and just because you don't get a million likes per post, I can guarantee you that even if you have 5, 10, 15 people that follow you, there's a bunch more people, because how the algorithm works, that are seeing your content as they're thumbing through their mm -hmm. feed. They're just too lazy to double tap. And your employer, your potential employer, a recruiter, whatever it is, there's a very inherent risk of them looking at your content and deciding that's not the right person we're looking mm -hmm. for, whether it's whether that's your real personality or not. So you have to decide. So that's a danger for me mm -hmm. um, from the standpoint of how social media can be used irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Yeah, absolutely. Anything to add to that one? No. Nope. The other piece, and this is near and dear to me, um, there's a massive amount of pedophilia going on on social media. And, and I have two daughters. And so I'm all, and I, you know, my daughter was coming home from the pool the other day. I didn't know we were taking it in this direction. Well, we're talking about the dangers of social okay. media. Right, so bye. just the general dangers of, of social media, there are a lot of creepy thing people out there. So just mm -hmm. remember if the same people that are watching your content from a, from a professional perspective are also watching it from a personal perspective. And so you need to be conscientiously aware of the type of content that you put out there could lead inherently to some danger. And if you're a father or a mother and you're not on the pulse of who your kids are engaging with or act or are actionable with on their social media, you probably should be more responsible mm -hmm. around that. That's a personal opinion. That's not me. Yeah. And who can, who can get onto their account exactly. and you know, what information is out there that's going to give away too much information, where they, where they live, all of that stuff. Exactly. We don't need to go any more on that, yeah. but just again, that's, it's yeah. an inherent, it's an inherent danger for me. All right. The next piece is how you as a business owner. You were just going pop a bear on that. I liked it. Again, I, I wanted to talk about the personal and, the, and yep. the professional side of it. So, you know, I just, I don't really have filters. So that's one of the things that's important to me. I'm very self-aware of what my children are looking at and where they go for their social media. I, I actively look at my children's content. Mm -hmm. So I know what they're doing. 
And if you're not, you probably should be. Next piece of it is from a business. Are owner. they following us? That's all I care about. Yes. They actually, <laughs> my, my daughters comment on their posts all the time. So mine, not so much. <laughs> like, dad, you're kind of boring. <laughs> so the other piece for us would be marketing and how you market your business. Yeah. So the things that you, and you've always heard, you've heard, we've all heard about like the Super Bowl every year. There's, there's, there's commercials that are put out mm -hmm. that just end up tanking a business. There's some that just propel a business. The same thing goes for social media. If your marketing isn't well thought out and it isn't purposeful and it doesn't align with the goals and the visions and the values of your business and you're putting out rubbish and those two don't align and people are first looking at your social media and they're considering you as a potential purchase right? They're going to make mm -hmm. a purchase from you, or they're going to be a potential client for you. And if they're first going to your social media and they see something that is salacious, inappropriate, and does not match your brand, does not match up with your goals and values, what sort of damage is that going to have on mm -hmm. your brand? Mm -hmm. So you have to be very cognizant and socially aware about the type of content that you put out there yeah. because it is your brand. So what do we start out with before we do any of our clients' social media? It's just that it's lining up their mm -hmm. social media content with purposeful and value-driven content that is in alignment with what their business goals, objectives, and missions are so that the content they're putting out that other yeah. people are seeing that's forward-facing is in full alignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you can't hire a fabulous team like us, you need to stop and take that time to to take this seriously. It's not posting a little picture of what you ate that dinner uh, dinner that night level it up to more than that yeah well it could be if that's in alignment with what you do right mm -hmm. but just make sure that what mm -hmm. your content you're putting out there I, I guess where i was going with that more mm -hmm. is if you're running a business based on selling children's books right mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't want to put salacious content on your social Absolutely. media feed that doesn't align with your yeah. children's books and the moral yeah. story because it's sort of hypocritical yeah and it's going to get you in trouble mm -hmm. with your class with your customers or potential customers mm -hmm. the other piece i would like to talk about is social media and you asked at the outbreak am i talking too much no nope, at the outbreak of this call we talked about do i ever take time off and i take time off all the time and it's for this reason mm -hmm. and this reason alone it's a time waster if you're not tracking the amount of time that you spend on social media it you can lose your soul it can end up consuming <laughs> you literally end up consuming you. So what I would suggest with people is mm -hmm. establish some sort of a schedule around how much time you spend. I have a timer on mm -hmm. my social media that literally turns off as soon as, and you can just buy an app for that, that turns off my social media when I've exceeded that. And I never exceeded. I have one hour every day that I allow for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I've gone to that hour, it literally will not allow mm -hmm. me to go back into Instagram until the next day. So you have to make a decision beforehand how much time you want to invest in it. Absolutely. Honestly, Absolutely. how much time and how efficiently can you use that time? That's a great point. Because you can get lost in it. Okay, I'm going to post stories. I'm going to do this. I'm going to create a reel. All of those things. Decide how much time, where you want to leverage it. And if you can't leverage it and do all those things, and if you're finding it's it's taking too much of your your mind, your energy, all of that, you can have a virtual assistant, someone else do it or hire a team as well to do it. There's other things that you can do and you can plan ahead. Like if we're taking some time off, we've we've auto-scheduled our posts and we've taken care of that beforehand. When we're talking about taking time off, sometimes we're still posting something, but we are not in real time posting stories or doing other Absolutely. things. We're just stepping away from it so that we can regenerate our, our vibe on it and be enthusiastic Absolutely. about what we put out. So learn to police yourself, find mm -hmm. a balance, find a healthy mm -hmm. balance. 
And, and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with being on social media. Again, it's the, one of the greatest tools of, of our generation, but learn to have balance and learn to police yourself on it. Mm-hmm. The other piece I want to talk to you a little about, and, and you and I have this conversation all the time, is it, it's sort of, if you're not careful and you don't have that balance, you can develop an unhealthy obsession with self-affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Affirma- how many likes and you're looking back again and again. Yeah. It's been 15 minutes. Let's see if someone else is like Absolutely. me. <laughs> and, 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 and over time, that can erode your ego. Yeah. That can erode yeah. the ethos of who you are. And it can erode sort of your personal your personal confidence on, on the value that you're adding, yeah. if you're not getting enough likes, if you're not getting enough followers, et cetera. So I would say, understand that going in that you can very quickly e- develop an eroding and an unhealthy obsession with having validation and affirmation based upon your mm-hmm. content. The reason you post shouldn't be for someone else to like it. The reason you should post is to add value to what it is you're, the message you're trying yeah. to, to, to promote. Absolutely. My mom has never liked anything that's put out there. <laughs> The other piece, um, anything to add to that? No. The other piece, and, and this is sort of my last danger, if you will, for social media, is that all of the things that we've talked about inherently, there's a, there's a lot of bad information that's being shared out there that isn't factually true, that isn't isn't data based, isn't scientific, et cetera, especially in the day the day and age we live right now. And there's but a lot that's of that's with everything. I know. And there's a lot of censorship going on. So you have to you have to be aware that just because you see it on social media, yeah. just because you saw it on the news, for example, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's factually true. Mm-hmm. Because most of the people that are putting out on mainstream media, most of the people who are putting stories out on internet, they're coming at it from their own sort of yeah. context and their own yeah. bias. And Absolutely. they're not always providing scientific value to it. So but we are, so check out our feeds. Now. <laughs> <laughs> this, the same thing goes for this podcast. Like everything we're saying is based upon our perspective and our Absolutely. context. So it may be total rubbish and bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would encourage anybody who's- And the pressure to jump on that bandwagon, if it's for a certain thing and you're supposed to, everyone is supposed to post this on this day. And that means you're uh-huh. affiliating with that. And that means that, hey, everybody look at me. I'm good now. Like I'm doing the right thing. You don't need to jump on every bandwagon. So do some real fact checking of your own. If you see something on the, on, on the Instagram that I post and it might sound like it's superfluous or maybe sound a little wishy-washy, which it never does do some research. <laughs> no, for real, like do some research. Don't just assume that it's inherently true. Yeah. Or start a conversation with start you. a conversation. I have no problem having conversations. Mm-hmm. So social media, mm-hmm. if I may, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it my, it can little. be good, bad, and ugly. I love that. It can be good, bad, and ugly, but if you can use it with responsibility, if you can be purposeful about it, if you can have a sense of sort of what's your value that you're trying to add, what's, what is it, the messaging that you want to share with people? Do you, do you want to be a beacon of hope? Do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be a a thought leader? Like, what is your purpose for showing up? Mm -hmm. Show up responsibly. And, and then, and the people that you engage with, engage with them responsibly mm-hmm. and social media can be honestly it can be a fantastic tool for so many reasons mm-hmm. and then at some point during the day put it down and go and experience the real that. world get outside there there is a physical world that still exists so i love that last piece all right if you have anything you would like to add to this conversation you know where to put it it's in the comments below if you have any tips for us if you'd like to dm us mm-hmm. 
Lisa never responds to her DMs. I respond I to <laughs> I respond to my DMs on the daily and any comments, give me comments too, because I'll respond to them. If you don't follow her already, she's Lisa's staff photo. She does have a fantastic feed. It's really beautiful, uh, way prettier than mine. She spends a lot of time and energy on curating those beautiful photos. Check her out, Lisa's staff photo. And that's Lisa in the flesh. <laughs> I'm Devo, and this is Mind Body Business. And we're glad you joined us today. See you on the other side.